0: Welcome inside the locked on NFL Draft Podcast. John Ledyard from FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting, along with Trevor Sycoma of Pewterreport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is a beautiful Monday morning memorial day. Shout out to all the people celebrating today. To all the people having a good time. Trevor and I at work, per usual. The grind doesn't stop. Giving you
1: all the content so you can you can listen while you relax and you're on vacation, right? Exactly. You know?
0: That's what we're here for. Uh Trevor, before we start today, uh which today we're doing the 2016 NFL redraft. I have to ask you a question. Yes. What is your opinion on self-checkouts?
1: Um what do you mean my opinion?
0: What's your opinion on self-checkouts? Like
1: it like like at a grocery store?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a grocery store.
1: Uh I mean like Do I fear it? Is that what you're saying? Or like what? No, I just
0: mean like generally speaking, when I say self-checkout or like when you have the option to self-checkout at the grocery store, what goes through your mind?
1: Because for me- I think if I've got less than five items, I'm hitting that bad boy easy and I'm getting out of there.
0: Right. It It seems like the greatest invention ever, right? I mean, efficient. Sure, you don't have to hire as many people. Don't have to talk to anybody. Don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to worry about an incompetent cashier, which oh man, that happens all the time. It's it's. I mean, it's Bro, Diane's trying, right? She is. I man, God bless Diane. You know, she's doing what she can. But at this moment in time, I just got. I got to scoot. I think self checkout's one of the greatest inventions of all time, except for the fact that the very important fact that. They never okay, freaking go. work,
1: ever, ever. I've actually, I've never encountered a self-checkout that didn't work.
0: Are you? Well, I got to go to Florida because this is, uh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, and so it's like, like a run joke. Are you, and at a, are you at a grocery store and there's like only
1: one and it's no. just always broke?
0: Oh, no, no, no. There's multiple self-checkouts. I'm talking about like a Walmart. You all have Walmarts down there? I'm just kidding. Yes, you God, that was patronizing. (laughs) Anyway, I'm talking about Walmart today. I was there today. I was getting two AC units. That's all I'm getting Two AC. I know you for do you have do you know what an AC window unit is like an air conditioner Uh, for your window? I mean, we don't really we don't really
1: do like we we don't really do like the window air condition unit because it's too hot and we need an actual air conditioner. It's always beautiful
0: out. Yeah, I know. Right. That's why I asked if you knew what they were. But, But you're familiar with what they are at least. Well, up here, we yes. only have like three months of summer. So it's, it's you know, do you want to pay for AC? Do you want to pay to have it installed and everything? Or do you just want to get a couple window units and, and you're fine? So getting a couple window units, right? That's it. That's it. But they're heavy, you know. And so you put them in the grocery cart and you go to checkout and you scan the item in the self-checkout, you know, because you just want to be done. And guess what happens? They need the serial number. The serial number's on the box. You can scan it or you can punch it in, right? <laughs> Nope, you can't do either, actually. You can scan it, and it'll make the sound, but guess what? You're you're SOL. It doesn't work. You try to enter it in by hand back in the primitive days of typewriters. Does not work. Then the lady has to come over, and she tries for 10 minutes. 10 minutes to get this sucker scanned. Finally gets the first one scanned. Well, the second one's underneath it, in the cart. No problem. Scanner can fit down there, except it won't scan. So then you have to pick up the sixty-pound AC unit, hold that one, hold the other one. Good thing you worked out this week, cause you were going gonna need it. Who would have thought that <laughs> freaking going to Walmart? I hate self-checkouts.
1: Dude. This is so great.
0: I mean, to they be honest, me like, to, to be no fair
1: end. here, to die, to be to to be fair to Diane, okay? I would not self-check out two AC units.
0: Why? It's two items. Like if I
1: was going in for like like if I was going in for like water and a sandwich or like batteries or gum or something like that. Got no problem just going to the self checkout, buzzing that bad boy, getting the f out of there. That's
0: the problem. It doesn't matter what it is. AC units, I would not. Why? You don't even. You never even bought one. You never even bought one. You don't even you know, know what? what you're talking and I, about. And I never will, John. You're not a window AC unit kind of guy. You just said it. You're a central air you're kind right, of guy. Not. You're a snobby yeah, AC guy. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Listen, all I'm saying is Diane is back in business, in my opinion, because self-checkouts don't freaking work. And it's a great invention, but oh, maybe it's just in PA, but perfect it, man. Every single time I'm at one. A blinking red light goes off, and somebody has to come over there. All, even if I'm getting just a pack of gum. Anyway, that's been bottled up inside of me. I've been, I've been, I had to release that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it had to happen. 2016 Bro, NFL Draft. we hoping to tune in. Oh, yeah. they were hoping to tune in
1: to a good episode of the NFL Draft Locked On NFL it's Draft dead. podcast, and we're here five minutes in talking about air conditioning units.
0: Listen, uh, if you would have you been know edited, built you like an understood.
1: air conditioner unit, the guy who I'm taking number one overall,
0: <laughs> you've never seen, look at that an AC away. window unit. So I don't know how you can make that comparison. And no, that's not true because if you're taking who I think you're taking number one overall in this 2016 NFL draft redraft, he would be built more like a full on AC central air type deal little ac units in the window they're small dude i mean they're heavy but all right so we're doing as
1: john said there we're, we're we last two weeks we've been doing some redrafts and we've had some fun with that the 2014 nfl redraft was two weeks ago we did 2015 last week now we're doing 2016 so we're going through the 2016 nfl and draft keep in mind, we're folks, looking
0: at all the picks. What? Yes. I was just going to say, keep in mind, lest we trigger people, which I'm sure will happen. We are not, if we give like an F grade to a pick so far, because we've been grading the picks that actually happen and then redrafting the pick and uh, the player. If we give an F grade to a team for a player, it does not mean that that pick is a failure. This is only, they've only, <laughs> some of these guys have been hurt and only played less than, right, you know, played a, like a season or less. Um, you know, so we're not condemning the pick yet. We're just saying to this point, it has not worked out at all how they hoped it would. That's all we're saying. So don't get too triggered yet. We we very much agree that now 15 and 14, we were really putting our stamp on those grades. It's unlikely the, the grade changes too much. We've kind of identified areas and certain players where it could. But with these ones, there's going to be more wiggle room because it's still a pretty recent draft. Carry on, Trevor. Number one overall. So, num- so number one
1: overall, L.A. Rams. Um, they took Jared Goff, um, who I thought – obviously looked really overwhelmed in his first year, but it's a rookie year. You're playing quarterback yeah, you in the NFL. You're you playing in the Coliseum. Okay. It was a team that had just moved. You were playing after you Jeff, under Jeff Fisher.
0: You said he was garbage. You said he was garbage. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, it was garbage. You said he was a bust. I don't know if you actually said that. <laughs> I was trying to like make no, up No, I a, just said he was garbage by the you. time. I said he looked like a high school quarterback last year,
1: but that not was, last year, the year before, ago. like yeah. his first year. He looked no, like a high school
0: quarterback. Very fair. Very fair assessment.
1: So you're going to take him. He obviously looked a lot better because, you know, had a real head coach. No, I'm not. But I am taking Carson Wentz because I do think that Carson Wentz is better than Jared Goff. So, yeah. uh, I think Jared Goff has been fine. Um, Would you give him an A? I give him a B.
0: Oh, I would give him. Yeah, I would give him an A after last year. It is kind of hard to say, you know, because I give him a B. He only started, what, six games his first year? So it's hard to. All right, you give him a B. We'll go beef. We'll go B for now, but I don't know. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be really
1: good. But B's if, fine. I, if we had to give Winston and Mariota B's, then I'm not giving Jared Goff an A.
0: Okay. Well, Goff's better than both of them, but um wow, dude, what? <laughs> Are you serious? I would say that yeah. I would I would say yes, but I think both of them have the potential to be better. Wow. And here's the thing. As be in that Here's, well, no, I don't think it's because I think you're right. I I mean, I had a higher grade on Winston and Mariota coming out. If I were obsessing them all as prospects, I'd still have a higher grade on I those guys. So. But right now, Goff's played better in his NFL career. Now, Goff has had, I think, with McVay, it's only been one season, but I think he's going to tear it up as long as, yeah. you know, that offense has been great for Jared Goff. I don't think that means Jared Goff is just totally carried by the Rams offense. He made tons of gorgeous throws in that offense. He had that ability, but they've maximized what he's able to do. They've and, and taught him mentally. He's been prepared as to what to look for to take control and to be poised in certain situations, where to move through his progressions. It's the mental side of the game that really transformed where Jared Goff was as a rookie physically very good arm. He always had the stature. He moved well in the pocket. And he just had to get there in terms of being able to process things mentally. So he's reached his peak a lot sooner. If Winston and Mariota reached their peak, I think Winston's arm is better than Goff. And I think Mariota has the ability to do things outside of structure even better than Goff. That's where I think those guys could have their, their, when they hit their ceilings, could be even better. But so far in their career, I mean, Goff had a better year than either of those guys have ever had, in my opinion. So. There you go. That's my full perspective. I'm taking Jared Goff for the Eagles at number two overall. Carson Wentz is better. You're right. Uh, I think so far anyway. It will be really fun to continue yeah. to match these guys up. Um, Wentz getting hurt, obviously, kind of derailed things. And Goff's first year was kind of lost. And even Wentz's first year was just so different from where it's at now um, with him in his second season. So this season is going to be really enjoyable to see these guys can continue to to battle. But Wentz just kind of has, again, outside of structure, the ability to create outside of just you know, what's there at all times. I just feel like he has that. He has something extra with his legs, mm-hmm. too, you know that, that really adds a dimension. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he can be a really mm-hmm. special yeah, football no, player. People were
1: talking on Twitter earlier. I think it was today or earlier this week or something, um, and it was about uh, Howie talking about analytics and how the Eagles obviously use a ton of analytics and what they do, but they had no problem – going against the grain in a lot of things for Carson Wentz because they were able to obviously meet him in person and get to talk to him and get to know who he is and you could just kind of tell that or at least Roseman was saying that you could kind of tell that this was a guy who had the chance to be an outlier of a lot of analytics you know like coming from the school that he did uh, making the leap to the NFL not having huge um like like overly an overly athletic profile or anything like that what mm-hmm. like all kinds of analytical things sure. um Carson Wentz, it's not like he was blowing the doors off of people and how he said, you know, even, you just got this kid in a room and you realize that he had the chance to be an outlier, and he has been, so good for them. Um, Chargers pick number three. They pick Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is the correct pick, so they're picking Joey Bosa again. Yeah, this one's kind of easy for me. I I'll thought you Chargers might change lineup. it up, though.
0: I thought you might get real ballsy and, and and go Jalen Ramsey here.
1: Oh, and, and let you out of the Ezekiel Elliott-Jalen Ramsey debate next oh, okay. pick? I would never. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't Terri- do that to you, my friend. Terrific foresight um, by you. Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm looking at the the Chargers' depth chart here. Um, Darius Philon, Ben Garner. They had Der- Jeremiah Tauchu, who I mean, like I like, but apparently they didn't. Um, yeah. They just mean. there's nobody else that's that's on this depth chart, and when you plug in Joey Bosa, it just gets that much obviously better. And Joey has been pretty dang phenomenal in his first two years oh, it's man, a career yeah. that's going to be one of the best that we're going to be watching if he can do it for a long time and i truly hope he can so this was a home run pick for the chargers no doubt about it it was an a not only was it an e but it was a phenomenal nfl player um so that's an
0: easy one Joey yeah. Bosa still goes number three Cowboys took Ezekiel Elliott uh, at the time. Things were very different in Dallas. They thought they were the quarterback of the future, and Tony Romo, Dez, was still, uh, they thought at least, um, you know, in his prime. Um, you know, at that point in time, it seemed like things were – they even had a pretty pretty good veteran secondary. And then things really crumbled quickly at other positions. But Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott really kind of buoyed the rest of that roster to a playoff berth that year. This year, past season, the the cracks kind of exposed themselves. and. Man, if Joey Bosa were on the board, I would go that direction because they really need a pass rusher. But as it stands, the best pass rusher on the board is Yannick Ngakwe. I like Ngakwe a lot. I'm still tempted to take Ngakwe here, believe it or not. Uh, But, man, it just seems like it has to come down to Jalen Ramsey or Ezekiel Elliott. And this is where it gets tough because this is the great debate. Should the Cowboys have taken Jalen Ramsey? And my answer is no. I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott still wow do i think that they would be great with Jalen ramsey absolutely but i think they had an elite offensive line they invested a ton in and they took the best running back in this class by far and a guy that can play all three downs and could do a lot of different things for you now having said that elliot's a special offensive talent he could be the best running back in the nfl but if the off the field stuff continues he doesn't get his act together in that way then i'm gonna i'm revisiting this pick and that becomes a you know becomes a lot stricter guidelines but there's also another aspect of this, and the, the way Marinelli uses his corners. You know, he's not going man coverage, all, like you know, eighty percent of the game or whatever. What Jacksonville's doing, you know, he's doing a ton of zone and not asking nearly as much of his corners. And so, I just think for what oh, Dallas does, what get burnt. Is, yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, I kind of that's a sidebar, but for another conversation, maybe. But I mean, I I I do think that Elliott was the best pick for Dallas in this situation. You know, even though Jalen Ramsey, you know, I, and again, I I I, do, I typically adhere to that running back. You know, you shouldn't take him this high, but when you have an offensive line like that and your quarterback situation, if Elliott wasn't on that team, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. I mean, he was that good as a rookie, and if he gets back to that, that and Dak gets back to where he was, you know, that offense can still be scary good.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if I'm the Cowboys, I mean, honestly, if I was the Cowboys at that spot, I would have either picked. Jalen Ramsey, or I would have traded down. Um, but you know, it's it's it, it, it is. I won't say it's hard, but it is harder to argue this pick because Ezekiel oh, has been so good. I mean, Zeke is the best running back that I, I've I've scouted personally. I think Zeke's the best one that I've ever yep. that I've ever graded. And you know, Jalen, I thought that he was phenomenal coming out as well. And when you talk about the importance of the positions that you play in the NFL. Having a lockdown corner is more important than a running back because the ceiling-to-floor average ratio is a lot higher or it's a lot bigger of a variance from cornerbacks, and especially lockdown cornerbacks, than they are for running backs. So that's why I think that if I was the Cowboys, my options would have been in this order, Jalen Ramsey or trade down, and then Ezekiel Elliott as my prime trade down. But also Derek Henry, Henry was in this draft, and I would have been fine with that. And Jordan Howard was in this draft, and you could, you could have gotten Jordan Howard later. And that's just kind but of the around now, the running backs. Right? Like- but you can't say that
0: right? If you look at Henry... and I can say and, that about Derrick Henry. Yes. What, you still... Th- he doesn't even... I can he, say that
1: about Derek. He Henry. He can't
0: pass protect, and he doesn't even get on the field of passing downs. like Over DeMarco uh, Murray, it's not I, like they had some I, great I, receiving we, We've bat. been
1: over this, though. I'm higher on Derrick Henry than you are. You,
0: well, I like Derrick Henry coming out. I feel like he was a pretty high-rated player for me, but I just haven't seen... Like, I have not been overly encouraged by anything I've seen in the NFL. I think he's still going to be a yeah, good starter. Yeah, but was also like... Uh,
1: I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Zeke would have been the number one guy I would have taken. But sure. again,
0: like. I just feel like there's a drop like off there.
1: Derrick Henry, like, Derrick Henry in Dallas behind that offensive line still is really, really good. You know, would it have been Zeke good? No, probably not. I mean, there's a reason why I had Zeke rated higher. But mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really high on Derrick Henry. I like yeah. Derrick Henry a lot. And that's why, you know, we talk about running back variants all the time. So anyways, Jalen Ramsey. The obvious pick for the Jaguars here, he's been a home run for them. He has helped just change the culture of that entire defense and that entire franchise from from what they've been able to do. And we saw that in 2017, how far it took them. So that's an easy pick for me.
0: So far, the first five teams in this draft have absolutely killed it, by the way. I mean, Goff and L.A., they love him. Wentz, Philly, Bosa with the Chargers, L.A. with the Cowboys. You know, Other than the the off-the-field stuff for him and Wentz's injury, Goff's rookie season it's been pretty much well I mean Bosa and Ramsey have been lights out yep. from start to finish so uh Ronnie Stanley's yep. been yep. good for Baltimore you know he was the kind of the guy right after that that sixth pick and you know I was surprised I liked Ronnie Stanley he was my number three offensive tackle though um I had I had Laramie Tunsil and then I had Taylor Decker and I had, then I had Ronnie Stanley i Decker missed most of the last season I thought his rookies Decker was asked to do the most and was probably the best of all the tackles. Remember, Tunsil played. I thought guard. he was
1: really good. Was I mean, you pay attention yes. to those guys more than I do, but he Decker is good.
0: Yeah, he was very good as a rookie, and then he missed most of the last season. Came back for the end of it and wasn't quite himself. Didn't look hundred percent. Didn't have camp. That's big going into your second season. I mean, you gotta didn't have all those opportunities. I think, and so I think that. to to kind of get better, and so I think he kind of got thrown in the fire and then struggled a little bit this past season. Not a ton, but I just didn't think he was as good as he was as a rookie. I expect him to come back in his third season. If he can stay healthy, he'll establish himself as one of the better young left tackles in the league, I think. Conklin gets a lot of help. I'm very curious to see how this season changes things for Conklin. New offense, not nearly as many max protections probably, He's going to be on an island a little bit more. I think it'll be a big year to kind of figure out where he's at. Um, You know, the the Rams were or the Ravens were in a weird spot because they had Ricky Wagner at right tackle and they had Eugene Monroe at left tackle. But Monroe's career was kind of winding down. I think it ended shortly after this. I'm trying to remember exactly how, but um, you know he he may have retired because Ronnie Stanley started as a rookie. I can't remember what happened with Monroe, but so at this point they seemed okay at tackle. Inside, they had Yonda and then needed upgrades at left guard and center. Um, I, this is a hard pick to make for, for Baltimore because there's really nothing wrong with the Ronnie Stanley pick. Um, again, this is a team that hasn't asked quite as much of him as I think Taylor Decker was asked of, but I think Stanley's been pretty good there. I mean, I'd give this a B or an A, right, wouldn't you? I know you have a, you don't, probably don't yeah. watch Baltimore as much as I do, but it's been a pretty safe pick for them. you know. But they were – Options that were right, very say Stanley's been a B. Yeah, I think so. Um there were options that were really intriguing. Uh, if you were Baltimore though, and, and I think that you know, you, you kind of needed these young pass rushers. You know, that Terrell Suggs is here, Doomerville was getting near the end, they didn't really have anybody. They ended up finding uh later in this draft Matt Judon, but at this point, I just would have said that I would looked at this roster and I would have said pass rusher is one of the biggest needs on this team. And that's why I'm going to give him Yannick Ngakwe in the redraft. You know, Ngakwe just been an absolute wow. terror. I mean, I know some yeah, people are going to yeah. look. He's been so good since he got in the league. And I thought yeah. I thought things Yannick's might fall good. off a little bit uh, in his second season. But, man, he has just been absolutely – he's been a nightmare to to try and block uh, for Jacksonville. And I know they have other weapons, but, you know, eight sacks as a rookie, uh, you know, and he wasn't even playing full-time, then a little bump in playing time, and he got 12 sacks his next season – He's just been a, a terrifying guy to block and he's already i mean, 20 sacks in your first two seasons. Not many players do that, man. He's, he's about to join some elite territory if he can keep this up.
1: 49ers, man, who I'm, they picked a Forrest Buckner, right? And yes. so, I mean, I'm looking at their, their team. I'm looking at their team as of the depth chart, kind of right before the draft and their head coach at this point is still Chip Kelly, um, I mean, I'm looking at the defense, and, you know, you understand why they tried to take DeForest Buckner, but, I mean, they took him in a weird system, and I think it's been, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's been successful for Buckner, would you? But I wouldn't say no, it terrible. Great I just think last that the year. 49ers have been a, He was really. I thought he's been a, Was he? Okay. Yeah, he okay. was great last I, year. Just because I remember reading, I remember reading, like, all kinds of ups and downs stuff with the 49ers defense. Like, they could not figure out what kind of a defense they mm-hmm. wanted to be. Like, they were getting players... For a three-four and then a four-three and then so if Buckner's been good then that's been good. Yeah, I um, think that the one of the, I wasn't able-
0: one of the weird things with the Buckner pick was well obviously things changed with the coaching staff change uh, but I think that Buckner really showed that he has the flexibility to play anywhere. So they you're right his rookie season it was like just him and the rest of the team was just atrocious on defense and so. You know, he did look bad at times as a result of that, I thought. But, man, second season, huge strides, you know, putting together pass-rush plans. He's not explosive, but he's one of those guys where it just doesn't really matter. He doesn't have a great first step, and he plays too high at times, and he's just so strong and so good with his hands, he wins anyway. So I I honestly think, dude, in the next year or two, he'll be one of the better interior D linemen in the league. I would give this pick an A. that's good. I would give an A. You're giving the Buckner pick an A? I would okay. give him an A. I mean, I and I was a little bit lower right. on Buckner. I'm not. Than I'm, other not De, I'm not picking. I'm not picking to Buckner. So, I would not have taken Buckner in the top ten prior to the draft. If you, I'm not giving me. him Buckner. I did not think Buckner could be that level of a pass rusher. But all right, who are you giving him? Shoot your shot. Michael Thomas. Good pick. Yeah, why not? Look how good that team would be right now if they had Michael Thomas. Our wide
1: receiver core is. Their wide receiver core at this point was Quentin Patton, Torrey Smith, Bruce Ellington, DeAndre White, Dre Anderson, Jerome Simpson, and then like I, you don't care to know the other names.
0: I fell asleep after you read the first one. I just woke back up. Uh, yeah, Quentin
1: Patton. <laughs> <man>. Quentin Patton. <Packinan. laughs> Quinn,
0: Quinn. Quinn. got people got excited for Quentin Patton every year in training camp, every single year. Yeah, like this guy, man. Yeah. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, that 49ers offense is a different offense right now with Michael Thomas. Yeah, for sure it is.
0: I've got the Titans. Oh, man, Taylor Luan on the left side. And Byron Bell was the right tackle. This was – Luan? Byron Bell was the guy, if you recall, Trevor, who could not beat out Chaz Green to start in place of Tyron Smith in the eight-sack Adrian Claiborne game. I don't even remember if it was eight sacks. It was it was an ungodly number of sacks that Chaz Green surrendered. <laughs> And then Byron Bell couldn't beat him out. So that doesn't really bode too well for the right tackle situation of the Tennessee Titans back in 2016. Very understandable why they went with Jack Conklin, a guy they felt would be better on the right side. And so far, Jack Conklin has been very good in what they've asked him to do. I would give this pick. I would probably give this pick an A, even though I was, I was like third round low on Jack Conklin. I am really curious to see what he does moving forward without as much help. But, Again, if we're assessing off performance so far, I would say Conklin gets an A. I think so. I mean, can't can't knock him for what he hasn't been asked to do, you know. So uh it's been a good pick for them. Ronnie Stanley's on the board here, and I think I'd rather go that direction. Um I think he's been the best tackle in the group so far. Uh, you know, and I think it's a clear need for the Titans in this situation. It would be interesting to talk about Conklin Decker, too, because I think in a redraft Tunsell's just kind of up in the air to me. And I know we're going to talk about him when we get to Miami's pick tomorrow, but I just am not sure that Tunsell has been the guy that I hope to who's my OT one. You know, he's, I think he was my number one overall player, but he had a year guard. He's playing with a terrible offensive line. He's got no help next to him. That'll change this year with Josh Sitton. And then this past year was his first year tackle and there was good and there was some really ugly. And so he needs good development. And that really hasn't happened in Miami. So uh, I would go with Ronnie Stanley. I think he's the safest bet uh, to be an all-around stud at tackle uh, for the Titans at number nine or number eight.
1: All right, okay. Would you have said before the draft here for the Chicago Bears? Now they ended up taking Leonard Floyd. Would you say that they would have been better off picking a D lineman or a linebacker? Uh man. Because I got names for both, and I can't decide.
0: <sighs> who's their? Who's their? Who's their D-line?
1: Is it Hicks and— All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Will Sutton, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks, Pernell McPhee, Jarrell Freeman, Danny Trevathan, Lamar Houston. That's their front seven.
0: At that point in time, I would have probably said that they didn't really need either because they have Hicks and Goldman. But, I mean, Buckner was like a dream Vic Fangio defensive lineman. So if he were here, I would say Buckner. Because at that time, Trevathan and Freeman were— yeah, I don't know. They were elite. What about safety? Safety? This was an unbelievable safety class. Loki. They have Ontral role and Adrian Amos. So I'm not.
1: I'm not sure how quickly they were going to give up on ancho role. Like, was he the? I think he retired.
0: But that, they probably didn't know that at this time. He wasn't very good at that point in his career anyway.
1: Um. Yeah. Right, finally could go safe here. Give could... Keanu Neal. Give no? Keanu
0: Neal. That who you want, Keanu. I th- Keanu's been good. Keanu and Adrian Amos. Yeah, let's do it. Keanu's been super good. Uh, yep. What would you give the Leonard They'd Floyd pick so far? Um, I mean, I would have given it a B. Ugh, not me. Has he been worse than that? C. C's fair. I thought he was okay as a rookie. I thought Floyd was fine. I don't know. No, I thought he was okay as a rookie. Got bodied a lot. Ran into some hustle sacks. Then this past season struggled yeah, like, and then got a, hurt. like
1: you got to remember, he was like a pass rusher at Georgia, and they turned him into like a no, he's, like a space linebacker. He's
0: playing on the edge. He's rushing the passer. I know, but I know, but he like flies all over. Does he not? No, he, he plays in one's position. I don't know how often they drop him. I'd have to look. I just don't. All right. I just felt like I when know. I just felt like when he played against the Bucks
1: last year, they had him like going all over, like garden people, rushing. And I'm like, okay, well, he, he probably didn't does use cover a lot of that some. at Georgia.
0: Yeah, he probably does cover some. He played off the ball some at Georgia, though. He played like, um, like true middle linebacker for a couple games. I was like, man, I thought he actually could play off the ball in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know that he he, he you know Floyd's not going to have a real refined pass rush, probably you know, but. He loves the inside move. I mean, uh, it's just its odd. I don't know. Not many guys can win that way consistently as a pass rusher in the NFL. But, all right, you want to give him a B. We'll be nice. Dude, He's too, dude. hold on. Hold on.
1: He's two years in the league, and he's got eleven and a half sacks. That's pretty damn good. I mean,
0: sure, but if you watch the sacks, you would be less impressed. Let's put it that way. Okay, fine. Whatever. What the Bears did, dude, because he couldn't win 1v1 early on, what the Bears did was they ran a ton of games. It's a twig. A, a ton of twists. Yeah, he, he, that's exactly right. And they ran a ton of twists and he got free on a bunch of them, unblocked and got sacks as a result. They've continued to kind of do that with him. Um, you know, and he's had his issues in the run game too. Is you know, he's a good he's a good solid he's a solid player, I would say. But top 10? No way. Like I would never no way would I take Leonard Ford. Oh, okay, 10. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's I guess
1: I'm of. thinking that like, I've been fine with like who Floyd has been, but I guess you're right. A top 10 pick. Yeah.
0: Okay. So are we going to say C okay. then? Are we getting yeah, harsh? It's fine. Okay. Even on a holiday, the harshness, uh, Eli Apple. <laughs> what? This is 10 overall 10, 10 for the giants. Okay. This is the last one for the day. Who? Eli Apple. Okay. As a rookie as the third corner, I thought he was good. Um, just terrible last year. Everything top to terrible. bottom. <laughs> d yeah. you give this pick a d yeah absolutely. right now yeah we'll see, we'll see no where question. he bounces back to no question yeah not not been good he might be an f i mean yeah if it trends anywhere you know they, now they've said he's 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 back on He's he's got his head on straight he's back on target you know he's gonna be fine all this talk that's what they've said it's this year in camp yeah i mean it's we'll see landing collins was straight calling him out there last year i was like damn dude that guy plays next to you in the secondary like Man, this is freaking harsh. You don't see that very often. There's the no world. coming back from that. I, I tend to agree. Giants have needed linebackers for as long as you and I can remember. When was the last time you remember the Giants having a really good linebacker? Um, Can you even remember one? Good Lord. Uh, Like recently? I, I honestly can't remember the last time. I'm, I'm honestly trying to think. I'm probably forgetting someone really good Giants linebackers. Now I'm actually like curious. recently. I got nothing, dude. I mean, like, I mean, what, Lawrence Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor might be the Carl, Carl Banks. Lawrence Taylor might be the last good ones. Antonio Pierce had some good years there. Antonio Pierce could be. Yeah, you're right. Answer. You're right. Uh, anyway, they're going to take a linebacker, you know, um, mm, uh, this is tough. Who is that? Uh, dude, who is the white dude they had?
1: Oh my uh, god. Corner?
0: The corner? Who was it? Jason Seahorn? No, oh. no, he played linebacker. I don't know. When? Who? What? Hold on. Back Hold in on. the day, like when we were kids. Or how Hold far on. back are you talking? Because they had Herzlitz there, but I don't. That's been recently Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. Boston College kid. Yeah, I think that is what I'm thinking of. Anyway, I'm giving him Deion Jones. I love Miles Jack. I think he'll probably overtake Deion Jones at some point, but Deion Jones has just been so freaking good at this point in his career. I got to do it. Miles Jack wasn't down. Uh, I agreed. Yeah, that's true. Um, So far, the best players Uh, at least in our Miles Jack was down. Yes, Miles Jack was up. Uh, Dak Prescott still on the board. Tyree Kill still on the board. Sterling Shepard, Jack Conklin, Taylor Decker, Cody Whitehair, Laramie Tunsell. Jordan Howard, Derek Henry, DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones, Kenny Clark, Miles Jack, William Jackson, Kevin Byard, Carl Joseph. Still some really good players left on the board when we come back tomorrow to give you guys the next 10, 11, 11 picks. Starting with the Bucs and in in our assessment of their pick of Vernon Hargraves. I'll be ready. I'll Trevor be ready. We'll be ready. Both barrels. Until then, keep it locked on Locked on NFL Draft.